I can do this all day, necromancer. How about you? Oh, no, me. Man, I had nothing. Don't finish that sentence, scum. People around Atlanta are seeing their recently departed loved ones. Who would have the power to do that? Oh, how about a POS necromancer like you? You don't understand, but I do. Okay, enlighten me. They are not dead. They are sprites. Minions are the evil one. They carry decay and disease. Like you. Let me introduce you to my dagger of Yago. In its blade are Christian holy relics. It's been seasoned in holy oil and the iron is a special blend. Care to guess how this'll burn when I cut into some unclean piece of human half-breed corpse lover like you? I'm trying to help you, man. Fasihol. What follows the decay of death? Panicked screaming? Oh my god, it's a zombie! I'm not sure what you're asking. Disease, you half-idiot. That's what comes after the sprites that you need to fear. It's a bad man. I seen it in a dream. Keep talking. The hospital, man. What was that sound? Did you hear it? Your clock is winding out and you're wasting my time. Wait, Strange. You got to let me go. It will be murder if you don't. That the bad boy coming. Listen, necromancer. I am that bad boy who scares the other bad boys. You must be new in town. Yeah, I'm not from around these parts. And you're not going to be around these parts much longer if you don't tell me what I need to know. A bald man kicked in the door and blasted my necromancer with a shotgun. Everything above the necromancer's neck dissolved into a red and gray mist. Son of a bitch. I probably would have killed the necromancer myself. Nobody needs a necromancer wandering around. But I was in the middle of interviewing him. And damn it, he was my necromancer. The skinhead should get his own. The bald behemoth ducked to get through the door and I drew my gun. Oh, I don't think so. I had my gun about halfway out of its holster when the goateed bastard pointed his shotgun at me and pulled the trigger. Shit. I was a half second too slow and now I was going to die. Don't ever pull a gun on me, bitch. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Okay, do we need to go over it again? No. I distract the sales lady, you take the watch off the counter. You're not going to chicken out, are you? It was three weeks before Christmas, 2005. The budding crime lord was my older brother, Noah. He was two years older than me, and he thought that made him my boss. I went along with him because he always seemed to be doing something fun and a little bit dangerous. We didn't have much parental supervision. Dad wasn't around, and Mom was busy with things more important than her kids. We weren't sure what we had done to make her angry all the time, but this latest scheme, felonious though it may be, was a way to make her happy. Noah and I saw the watch on the counter of the second-hand store and agreed that Mom would love it. In moments, Noah planned the heist. You coming, or are you just going to stand there looking into space? He's a jerk, but he's my jerk. We walked into Resurrection Attic, a fancy version of Goodwill with vintage clothes, accessories, and lots of super cool things. I love the old jewelry. Noah preferred vinyl records. Before our mom went away the first time, we used to come in here and goof around with the hats and masks. 
pretending to be rich people at a masquerade ball. These days, Noah and I spend a lot more time with our aunt. It was tough moving around Resurrection Attic today. The aisles were narrow and lots of cotton tops were browsing. Noah looked cranky, but I was okay with it. I liked old people. They reminded me of my Nana. Are you ready? I nodded. Noah looked at me through squinted eyes and sucked his teeth. He started to walk away and I grabbed his arm. What? You know if we get caught, they won't let us back in here. We won't get caught. Come on, Zoe. It's for Mom. My job was to find something without a price tag and bring it to the main counter when only one sales lady was there. While she was checking the price for me, Noah would take the watch from the counter display. Noah went toward the records and I went to look at the shoes. Oh, sorry. I bumped into a cotton top wearing a heavy coat. She turned and looked down on me. (gasps) Nana? Nana looked at me through cat-eye-framed glasses. Her white hair was blown back and framed her face. I wanted to hug her, but I couldn't move from my spot. She turned and walked toward the front of the store. Her steps were stiff, as if she weren't comfortable on her feet. I followed. Zoe, where are you going? I heard Noah, but I couldn't stop to talk to him. I had to follow Nana. Outside, there were a lot of people on the street, and I frantically looked for Nana. I thought I saw her about a half block ahead, heading towards the park. Noah grabbed my arm. What the hell, Zoe? What are you doing? Noah... Did you see who that was? Some old bag. Did you forget why we're here? No, it was Nana. Are you stupid or something? Nana died six months ago. Don't ever pull a gun on me, bitch. I heard shots. Are you okay? Just fine. There's our necromancer. Is he wearing an amulet of raw? Yeah. Who is the other stiff? Necromancer's bodyguard or butt buddy or something. He tried to draw on me. Dumbass. There is something familiar about him. Well, work it out quick. I want to clean this place and get out of here. Why? You got a date? Just clean it up. There's nothing good in this place worth saving. Well, that was my favorite shirt. Why don't you both have a seat? What the hell? Don't do it, Moose. Not that I wouldn't enjoy putting one between your eyes. Do you have any idea how much a shotgun blast hurts? I killed you. You should be a bloody slice of Swiss cheese right now. Bigger and meaner monsters than you have tried. You did aerate my shirt, though, so points for that. What kind of demon are you? (sighs) Is that what your world looks like? Giant bald men with guns and demons? Nothing in between? That's a sad place. What's the priest for? Comic relief? I know who you are. You're Harry Strange. The favorite? I thought he was a myth. Afraid not, skinhead. Why don't you go ahead and drop your gun? How about if I just shoot you again? How about I just shoot you once? Let's see if you come back from that. Oh, you might be surprised, bitch. Okay, surprise me. Bring it on, Sam Spade. Wait! Stop, both of you. Put your guns down. Damn it, you're fighting on the same team. Put your guns down. I'm Father Dominic Molokai. This is my friend, Deacon Chalk. Chalk? The occult bounty hunter? Isn't that just ducky? Yeah, I've heard of you. Thought you'd be bigger. Yeah, then you know Atlanta's my town. I've been hunting that necromancer for a week. And I've been here three days and I found him. I win. Of course, I didn't get what I wanted from him because you were too busy thinking with your gun. Well, then I reckon you'll be heading on home since there's nothing left for you to do here. Au contraire, Big Ben. 
With the necromancer dead, I have to start over. Why were you looking for the necromancer? I wasn't looking for him, father. I found him. I meant... I know what you meant. It doesn't matter. We have the Amulet of Raw, and we can control whatever's happening in Atlanta. Yeah, if it's a dead problem. Do you know something we don't? We've had reports of recently dead visiting loved ones. So what else could it be? When I got here, I thought it was, if you'll allow me, zombies. But the necromancer made a short but convincing argument. You want to share that? Not really. Padre, you and Sasquatch have a great day. Hey, where the hell do you think you're going? You should step out of my way, friend. Oh, we're not friends. No argument here. Mr. Strange, Deacon has been through a lot. He lost his family to a ritualistic slaughter. It's still a festering wound. If you think there's more to this than just a few resurrected souls, we need to talk. At the end of the day, you're going to go home. We live here. Chalk's shoulders rose and fell with each breath, and his eyes looked like a predator about to tear into its prey with just his hands. I'd seen that same look years ago, in the mirror, right after my wife and brother were murdered. I stepped out of the warehouse and onto the street. Harry! Harry! A tiny woman ran toward me. Harry! Laura, I thought I told you to stay in Night Falls. I waited, but... Someday I'm going to have a client who follows my advice. I had a bad premonition. How did you find me? Never ask a magician to share her secrets. My goodness, what happened to your shirt? Deacon Chalk walked out behind me. I was a solid 6'2". This guy had to be at least 6'7". He towered over Alora, who may have been five foot on a good day. He did. I smell cinnamon. I stopped for cinnabons. Would you like one? No thanks, darling. Little warm for a ski cap, isn't it? You wouldn't say that if you saw my hair. It looks like a bear moth on a bad day. You folks shouldn't be standing here. Run! Why? Instinctively, Deacon and I shielded Allura as the top floor of the warehouse blew outward and shattered glass and steel crashed around us. Pieces of debris bounced on my jacket. What was that? This house is clean. You guys meet me at my place. Oh, um, is, is that yours? Yeah, it's, uh... A 1966 Mercury Comet Cyclone GT 390 cubic inch V8 four-barrel carb with 270 horsepower? 275, but yeah. When the Motorhead Society adjourns, how about you give me an address and we'll meet you there tomorrow? I'd like to wear a shirt with fewer holes and less bodily fluids. Um, excuse me, Mr. Strange, but is that your car? A piece of debris the size of a refrigerator had crushed the front end of my rental car. Son of a bitch. Hope you had insurance there, Hoss. Yep. Best $7 a day I ever spent. Alora, would you mind driving? Not at all. It'll give us time to catch up. Let go of my arm, Noah! Zoe, what is wrong with you? That was Nana. Come on, we need to catch her. She's dead, Z. Then stay here. I'm going after her. I pushed through the Christmas shoppers on the street and ran in the direction I had last seen Nana. Noah had slowed me down so much that I'd lost sight of her. I saw a glimpse of her jacket about a half block away. I'd passed the hookah place and headed up Moreland to Freedom Park. Then Nana turned and walked into Frey Gin Forest. Twigs snapped under my feet as I walked through Frey Gin. 
I would spot her long enough to see what direction she was walking in and then lose her again. It was odd because I was running and she was walking, but I I never seemed to get any closer to her. I stepped out from the woods just as she walked into St. John the Redeemer's church. I froze. They stopped using this church before I was born. Rumors said it was used for Satan worship and that several kids were sacrificed here. The stained glass windows were broken and someone had scrawled obscenities in the walls. In the small graveyard next to the church, vandals had overturned the headstones. Why had Nana gone in there? My hands felt like ice and it seemed like the temperature had dropped about ten degrees since I'd seen the church. I looked around. Nana was inside and I couldn't see anyone else. Maybe I'd go back and make Noah come with me. Nana, was that you? Zoe, come here, girl. Okay. Nana, I'm coming. I'll be right there. I scrambled down the side of the hill and made my way towards the church. I stumbled up the steps, taking care not to fall in any of the holes in the cement. Inside, Christmas streamers hung from the ceiling and someone replaced the pews with long tables. Red and green banners were draped across the altars and along the stations of the cross on the walls. Kids were running and laughing and playing games. Lots of nanas and pop-pops were here, watching their grandchildren. After a moment, I saw my nana standing by a table filled with Christmas cookies, candies, and small ceramic Christmas trees. A giant papier-mâché snowman was next to her. Nana, is it really you? Why, darling, who else would it be? But this place looked so empty from the outside. What is this? And you're... well, you... I saw you at your funeral. That was just a big misunderstanding. All these children had a misunderstanding. And to celebrate, my friend, the elf, helped put up a party for the children. Only the special boys and girls can see what's here. An elf? You mean you've never seen a real elf before? No, elves aren't real. Don't be so sure of what you don't understand, dearie. Adar, please come here. I'd like you to meet my granddaughter. An elf not much taller than me twirled and skipped towards us. He was wearing a green jacket and pants with red and white striped boots. His head was covered with a Santa's hat that had a bell on its tip. He did a little spin and then bowed in front of me, extending his hand. He smelled like cinnamon. Pleased to meet you, Miss Zoe. And you as well. She is as pretty as you said. Adar touched my nose with the tip of his gloved finger. Thank you. Oh my, Noah's going to be so excited. Noah isn't invited. He hasn't been very good this year, has he? Well, he was going to shoplift from that store and you stopped him. I only stopped him because I was chasing you. Is it really you? Nana smiled, her teeth a sparkling white. Something about that was wrong. Of course it is. And my feelings are hurt. You haven't hugged me yet, young lady. I leaned in. Adar stood there watching, his eyes wide, an expression like he was waiting for something. Zoe! Get away from it! Noah, stop! That's Nana! Noah swung a bat at Nana and hit her in the chest. There was a bright light brighter than a camera flash, and I couldn't see anything. In the afterglow, the church didn't look like a party. It looked like an abandoned church. Pews were knocked over and splintered. 
Someone had spray-painted Christ is dead where the crucifix should have been, and it looked like an animal carcass was on the altar. Zoe! Give your grandmother a kiss! Nana, what's wrong with you? She's dead, Zoe. I I don't know what's happening, but we gotta get out of here. Noah raised the bat over his head. I blinked. The party was back, except it looked like it was pixelating and freezing. Noah brought the bat down hard and stopped inches from Nana's face. That's enough of that, young man. Why can't I move? This is a private party, and you're not invited. You're on the naughty list for sure now. No! Noah flew through the air towards the doors at the back of the church. Just when it looked like he would crash into them, they opened and he rolled outside. He stood and ran toward them, but they slammed shut before he could get inside. Let me in! Zoe! Help me up, dear! Nana lay on the floor. Her face wavered between the Nana I remembered and this corpse-looking thing. She reached out and I grabbed her hand. Thank you, dear. Now, give Grandma a kiss. She kissed my cheek and a chill ran through my body. It was as if I was freezing from the inside out. Nana was smiling the way I smile when my favorite meal is placed in front of me. I sat down, and then I lay down. I was so cold, and all I wanted to do was sleep. Are you sure this is the right place? The sign said polecats. Deacon's base of operations was a bikini bar. The girls danced in nearly nothing bikinis, and the patrons paid double for their drinks while enjoying the wicked weasel-clad dancers. I was a little jealous he had thought of it before I did. Christmas decorations hung everywhere. And not just the walls. The dancer on stage wore a red and green bikini and a Santa hat. The bottom half of her bikini was fur-lined. How festive. Three patrons sat at the bar where Christmas lights flashed. Harry? Yes, this is the address. Next to the video poker machines was an animatronic Santa Claus. He was old school and reminded me of a Santa I'd seen decades ago in New York. This Santa was holding a red sack tossed over his shoulder and the other hand held a glimmering golden bell. I waved my hand in front of his face. He continued to stare forward with his flat, dead eyes. I looked behind him. There was a manufacturer's label on the back of his belt, but Santa was too close to the wall for me to read it. I struggled to pull him forward. Harry, um, is everything okay? Yes. Why do you ask? Uh, just wondering what you were doing to Santa. I was just... nothing. It's not important. He doesn't look anything like Rupert. The fat bastard is never that jolly. Yeah, keep that under your hat, along with your ears. There was a reason I didn't want you to come here. I couldn't just sit back and... Are you Harry? I am, but it's a little early for a drink, darling. Not trying to hustle you for drinks, handsome. Deacon sent me out to bring you back, but I'm not against hustling you later. Or we can just skip the hustle. (laughs) Maybe we should go meet with Deacon. We made our way, single file, through a hallway along the side of the bar that was decorated with tinsel and Christmas lights. Cat led, I followed, and Elora trailed behind. She stopped and read some of the signs on the wall. From the look on her face, I knew I'd be explaining dirty metaphors to her later. For my part, I followed Cat's curves. We stopped in front of one room with a poinsettia on the door. Inside, Deacon sat behind a huge desk, cleaning a shotgun. 
Father Molokai sat next to the desk, pouring shooters from a bottle of American honey. He offered me a shot. It wasn't my brand, but it'd be rude to refuse. Cat closed the door and took a seat near Deacon's side. The Padre and I did a shot. Then we all looked at Deacon. The only sound in the room was the oil cloth the bald guide was using to clean his gun. Achoo! God bless you. Thank you. Achoo! There must be something in here. I smell cinnamon again. Another Cinnabon? Not me. Chalk, I'll buy you a whole box of breakfast treats after we talk about the problem in Atlanta. Achoo! 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 You okay, Alora? Yeah, something back here is making me sneeze. Um, I-, I might go sit at the bar. She looked at the gun cleaning kit on Deacon's desk. That's cool. I'll get you when we're finished. Oh, and don't bother the strippers. Dancers. Don't bother the dancers. Or the customers. You know what? Just don't talk to anyone. Why does Alora smell like cinnamon? Again with the smells. Maybe the good father here can get you a gift card to Bath and Body Works. Let's talk about sprites. <laughs> sprites? Really? Let's say I believe you. I'd say that's the most intelligent thing you've said since I met you. I don't need this crap from you. Harry! Deacon! We all agree that there is an evil out there trying to hurt innocence. Let's pool our resources and fight the common enemy. Harry, you've been doing this longer than Deacon or I have been alive. We can only benefit from your experience. (laughs) Something the necromancer said. The dead aren't really the dead. They're harbingers bringing disease. Necromancers are the lowest scum in the magic pond who would say anything to save their rotten souls. Yes, they are. But I don't think he was bullshitting me. You're right, though. His word alone isn't enough to go on. Alora spent the night in the computer looking into recent hospital emissions. You tried to cross-reference any new disease vectors that appeared the same time as the dead started walking around Atlanta. Clever. Yes. Clearly you're the brains of this outfit, Father. Alora and I didn't have access to CDC data, but we did find one article that might be a lead. Alora printed it this morning. This is from the Daily Mail. Even a blind squirrel... Deacon read the article and passed it to the priest, who passed it to Cat. She crinkled her nose when she got to the meat of the story. How horrific. Those poor families. If it's true, the Daily Mail is England's version of the Weekly World News, or other tabloids. It is a provocative headline. Snow sickness strikes south. Nice alliteration, though. We checked with the hospital where those alleged cases were being treated. They confirmed there were at least seven patients under special treatment. And how many dead sightings have there been? Seven. That we know of. Wait. Hospitals don't share that information with the public. How did you get it? Trade secrets, son. Stick with me. You may learn something. Tell me again why I shouldn't shoot you where you stand. It won't work. I was touched by an angel. Harry is being modest. Back in the 1930s, he destroyed a colony of vampires whose master had killed his brother and Harry's wife. Unfortunately, Harry, or Romeo Chase, as he was known back in the day, was killed in the process. You... you're dead? Not where it counts. 
An archangel offered him her grace in exchange for his life. Part of the deal was that Harry became her champion on earth. He's been doing tasks for the heavens, with the occasional personal project, ever since. That about right? Yes. You're really immortal? Mostly. You and I know that doesn't mean impervious, though, don't we? Don't look so surprised, Moose. Alora did some research on you as well. You really can find anything on the internet these days. You're Deacon Chalk, a cult bounty hunter. You received a blood transfusion from an angel whom you saved from the eternal death. You heal as well as I do from most wounds. But damn, they hurt like hell, don't they? Yes, they do. Look at that, fellas. Common ground. Harry, do you believe this sickness is happening here? I do. Other than the obvious, notice anything else about it? All the victims are children. Exactly. Something big is getting ready to go down. What makes you think that? So far, all you've shown me is a newspaper clipping and some vague information from a hospital. A couple of things. First, your Grady Hospital confirmed they're working on several cases of questionable origin in their isolation ward. Second, a necromancer was about to sing to me. Well, I guess there's no point in beating that again. And finally, it's Christmas. I don't understand. What does Christmas have to do with it? For some reason, would-be gods and ne'er-do-wells with delusions of grandeur and world domination always want to try to make their mark around Christmas. Speaking of which, where did you get that Santa statue by the bar? I don't know. I think it came with the place. Harry, I cannot stay out there. The sadness covers everything like a muddy swamp. Everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves, Alora. The air is rife with cynicism. No one is happy. The girls feel forced to work here, and the men are just waiting to die. No one is forced to work here. Some of those dancers were held prisoner by occult monsters, vampires, and witches. I saved them. They offered to work here until they could get themselves back on their feet. See? They chose to be out there. No one forced them. Life forced them. At least that's what they believe. I can talk to them if you'd like. No, I don't think so. I do want to talk to you, though. Why don't you step over here for a second? Dom, do you remember the downside? Yes. Yes. What are the downside? I don't know. It was before my time. Irish elves. <gasps> what were they doing? Bad things. We had to eliminate them. You know what was always present when elves are around? The smell of cinnamon. Now why don't you take off that ski cap so I can see your ears? Put the gun away, Chalk. I don't think so. Last warning. Take off the cap, Alora. Your brains will be all over that wall if you pull the trigger. Drop the gun, Harry. Mulakai put a shotgun against my head. The barrel's pungent odor of sulfur was fresh. Someone fired the gun recently. Looks like we have a standoff here, gentlemen. No, we don't. Deacon moved faster than a guy his size should have been able. With a flick of his wrist, he had Alora's cap in his hand. Hey! Look at her ears! Jesus wept. Crap. Zoe! Where are you? What the hell, man? The church is empty. Zoe! 
Zoe, I, I hear you. I I'm coming. And then this time, I'm swinging for Nana's head. Shit. What happened? Are you okay? You feel like ice. I am so cold. Help me. O okay, I'll get a blanket. Something. It's going to take more than a blanket. You! You did this! I'm too fast. You can't catch me. Yes, I can! I can play this game all day, but can she? Look at your sister. Should her lips be as blue as they are? Doesn't her skin look a little whiter than usual? Even my bones feel like ice. She needs help, but not the kind you can give her. Then help her. Maybe your doctors can assist. If only she could get to one. I'll take her to the hospital. How? Are you going to carry her the whole way? She'd die before you got out of the woods. And a horrible death it would be. What do you want? I want to move you from the naughty list to the nice list, of course. What are you talking about? You come with me, and I'll make sure she gets to the hospital. Why? So you can freeze me, too? That wasn't me. That was your nana. But... I promise, no harm will come to you as long as you do as you're told. How can I believe you? <laughs> Your sister is freezing to death from the inside. If she doesn't get help soon, she will die. But before she dies, her bones will snap, her arms will twist, and her body will bloat. She and anyone near her will wish she was dead. Help me... Noah, please help me. I don't know what to do, Zoe. T tell me. I promise she will be resting in one of your hospitals tonight. But first, you must drop your bat and come with me. I'll put a bullet in the center of your shiny dome if you don't drop your weapon. You brought an elf here into my office, my inner sanctum. Do you know what elves are? Please stop pointing your gun at me. Guys, let's all take a step back. Of course I know what elves are. I've been at this since before your parents were born. Then you know when an elf is this far from the North Pole, it's open season on them. And there are no limits on how many I can collect. Put your gun down and let's talk about it. I can't kill you, and you sure as hell can't kill me. So shooting me will just put both of us down for a little while. It's worth it to take one of these demons off the board. I am not a demon. You don't have the right to talk to me. There is a reason the Order sentenced your kind to the eternal imprisonment of the North Pole. Yes. Spiritual elitism and a dose of you terrify us because you're different. Are you shitting me? Spiritual elitism? Say goodbye, Laura. No! Enough! Laura, put us down. Let... Me. Go. How is that happening? Elven magic is one of the most potent. She's holding them both against the wall with her magic? Yes. Alora, darling, let's calm... It's you! It's you! Damn it! Deacon, are you okay? Let me help you up. Maybe we should all put our guns away now. No argument here. Hurt my back in that fall. That's my cell. I've got to take this. Strange. I want you and your witch out of my town. I didn't see a sign that said Deaconville, and you aren't Mayor McCheese. 
I'm not going to let whatever is happening here spread to the rest of the country. Achoo! Mr. Chalk, I don't want to hurt anyone, but for your own safety, never shoot an elf unless you have a very special kind of bullet. Otherwise, you'll only make them angry. I promise. Next time, you won't eat. That was the Atlanta police. My nephew is missing and my niece is at Grady. I'm so sorry. What happened to her? All they said is that she's in the isolation ward and I need to get down there. Cat grabbed her purse and left the room. Alora and I followed. One second, Father. I need you to look into something for me. Alora and I were at the isolation ward at Grady Memorial Hospital in downtown Atlanta. I had just navigated her into an empty room. It was our first chance to be alone. You want to tell me what that little stunt back at Polecats was all about? I wasn't going to let him shoot me. I had it under control. What the hell are you doing down here anyway? I told you to stay in Night Falls. You don't own me. I hired you. Right. And I agreed not to call Rupert and tell him that your brother escaped. Now you've gotten Chalk all riled up and loaded for Elf. Don't worry about Chalk. I can take care of him. No, you can't. I can promise you right now that he's got his priest looking into ways to kill elves. This is getting out of control. It's not my fault. Yes, it is. If you had stayed... But I didn't, Harry. You're going to have to find a new song. How about this one? Let's call Rupert and let him sort out the elves. Please, not yet. <sighs> you saw Zoe. What do you think it is? I'm sorry. She has all the symptoms of Aquilita Nubila Infirmitatum. Poisoned ice? A weapon the elves used against man in the 6th century? Now, how do you suppose that happened? I don't need whatever it is you're implying. Yes, we used it against man when they tried to drive us from our homeland. But it's older than that. Our alchemists developed Yttrium Is to demoralize our enemies during the First Great War. Stop. History bores me. And who calls them alchemists anymore? What I'm hearing is that the elven equivalent of mustard gas is in Atlanta. Again, how do you suppose that happened? I haven't been totally honest with you. Yeah, I kind of figured that. My brother didn't just escape the North Pole. Um, he broke into the armory and took the Sanctum Spellbook and some weapons. I need to call Rupert. Wait! This is why I came down here. I thought if I can see Adar, reason with him, maybe I can reverse this before it gets out of control. It's already out of control. Children are going to die. No, I'm calling Rupert. Please, Harry. Rupert will banish Adar to the ice flows. Even an elf can't survive long out there. I may be able to help the girl. You're going to need to do better than that. She has 12 days left. After that, her body uh, poofs. I'm sorry, poofs? My finger's on the send button. Yes, poofs. Into snow-like flakes, a prism of color. It's quite beautiful, actually. How do we stop it? Father Mulakai, how long have you been standing there? Long enough to know that your little friend holds some enormous secrets. It's not nice to eavesdrop, Father. Alora, put your dagger away. I know his type, Harry. He wears the uniform of the oppressor, so quick to condemn things that don't fit into his narrow and myopic worldview narrative. This is not the time for this discussion. A little girl's life is being drained from her. You see the evil in that, right? I won't call Rupert. Fine. Thank you. Zoe was weak, but lucid. 
She told Deacon her dead grandmother and an elf were present when she was infected. That's perfect. As you can imagine, he wants to chat with you and Alora, which is why I was looking for the two of you. Harry, you can't let that moose slow me down. I need to get to Adar. Talk to him. Make him reverse the spell. Adar. Adar. I've heard that name before. Adar the Fiery is the elf behind this. In theory, he can reverse his spells. The problem is that he is also the leader of a resistance force. Resistance to what? Black-robed oppressors. Alora, focus. Most elves, even your Dion side, have been held prisoner in the North Pole since the six hundreds. The North Pole, with Santa and the reindeer. That North Pole. Yes, except Santa's name is Kinched Rupert. He made a deal with an archangel and now keeps the various elf factions at peace. Through fear and intimidation. Why would Adar listen to Alora? Because he's my brother, Harry. I don't pretend to understand magic the way you do, but is it truly possible to reverse the spells? In theory, yes. Magic works on a vibrational level, like the pluck of a guitar string. Except with magic, the guitar string vibrates forever. Only the person who struck the string can stop the vibrations. Like I said, that's the theory. The better question is, will he? All I can do is try to reason with him. The other option is. Don't say it. No one is touching Adar except me. If that's what it takes to stop him, you hired me. I hired you to find Adar, not go all Luca Brasi on him. I don't think that's the right reference. It is for you or any human who hurts him. We need to work on our professional relationship skills, Alora. Whatever. I need to find him. I'm the guy who knows where to look. I have a pretty good idea where he is. Want to share? Nope. You'll slow me down. Your friend's niece has twelve days at best. The people who are already infected are going to start dying soon. Deacon has to be brought into the loop. Agreed. Let's you and I tell him while Alora sneaks out the front door. He's going to want to talk to her as well. Maybe later, Father. Alora, go. Let's go find Deacon. Uh, this will be a chuckle of fun. Cat and Deacon stood in the waiting room of the children's isolation unit. They both looked surprised when they saw me in a doctor's white smock, complete with a CDC ID with my picture in the laminated card. It's amazing the things you can do with a webcam, the internet, and the hotel's business office. Oh, and a little garment larceny. Little late for Halloween, isn't it strange? Or is it incredibly early? I understand your concern, Mister Chalk, but I must respond to that code blue. Father will fill you in on the details. I'll meet you at your office this afternoon. I swear to God, Strange, this is personal. It's a child life. Don't play the clown. Cat, I'm doing everything I can to help your niece. Once I check on that emergency, I'll have a better idea of what I, we, are up against. If you screw this up, I'll hunt you down myself. Where is the elf? I have some questions for her. You know how when you watch medical dramas on TV, how the room looks like a whirlwind of chaos when someone codes? Well, it's no different in real life, except it's more like a ballet. Unfortunately, the medical team on this call had never seen a patient like this one. Doctor, his skin is cold and flaky. His temperature is. Wait, that can't be right. 
Get me a warm saline drip and turn the heat in this room as high as it will go. I had grabbed a clipboard from the nurse's station before I walked into the room. Between that and the CDC ID and my lanyard, I figured I had about ten minutes before anyone questioned me. I helped the cause by cranking the thermostat up to 80. The boy in the bed looked to be about 12 years old. His bluish skin was taking on the consistency of ice, and his body was shaking as if he were being electrocuted. According to the date on the whiteboard, he'd been admitted 12 days ago. Doctor, his heart rate is decreasing. His body is slowing down. It's advanced hypothermia. I've never seen anything like it. The nurse brushed by me. I moved a little closer to the boy. His fingertips were bright blue and ice was forming between his digits. Out of my way! Please! She had a powerful push on her. I stepped to the foot of the bed while she and the doctor tossed the blanket over the boy. That sounded like... Ice cracking. They didn't see it. Fluids were running from the boy's feet. I was going to warn them to step back, but that would... I stepped toward the door. Doctor, what's wrong with his head? It's bloating and turning white. How much more can it swell? The last end of the blanket touched the boy, and he exploded in a torrent of fluids, snow, and ice. The snow crystals caught in the light in the room and broke into a prism of color. Doctor, he's gone. Literally. The nurse lifted the blanket from the boy, and all that remained were puddles of red, slushy water. I couldn't wrap my mind around why a dog would do this to a child. Doctor. I hope Delora didn't find a dog. I wanted to take care of him personally. In a way, I'm sure that Mr. Deacon Chalk would approve. Doctor. Oh, you're talking to me? Yes. Um, Doctor Strange? Tell me, have you ever seen anything like that? She hadn't. I was back at Deacon's office at Polecats. I told them what I'd seen at the isolation unit. Father Mulakai crossed himself and then took a sip of something copperish from a rocks glass. Cat was in front of a computer that was switched off and looked at me as if I'd just baked a puppy in front of her. And Deacon? Well, he was Deacon. And how much of this could have been avoided if you'd been straight with me when you first got here? You knew as much as I did. Well, except for the fact that you brought an elf into my office. That is true. Although that wasn't part of my plan. Oh yeah? What was your plan? The first part of it was that Elora was supposed to stay in Night Falls. She came to me about a month ago and said the dead were going to rise in Atlanta. I thought she meant Civil War reenactors. Nobody? Really? Anyway, I told her I'd look into it. I didn't believe it was possible. Why not? Because it takes a lot of mojo. I mean buckets full, to actually reanimate dead flesh. If it were true, it would mean there were necromancers and demons loose in Georgia. Oh, but you took her case. Sure. November is notoriously slow for me. And if there was a demon, I wanted to send its ass back to hell. I thought I was onto something with a necromancer, but... Well, we all know how that played out. Let's not keep dwelling in the past. Alora believed her brother was behind it. Uh, Adar? Yeah. But you know, there are a few inconsistencies. Elves don't have that kind of power. Oh sure, they have some wicked magic. Top shelf stuff, but reanimation? How much do you trust this Alora chick? Not near as much as I did yesterday. <laughs> well, that's the first smart thing you said since I met you. Touche. 
Now, do you want to wallow around in that like a giant water buffalo on a muddy delta? Or do you want to solve this? Oh, I'm going to kind of enjoy my wallow for a minute. That little boy's death is tragic. And it elevates the urgency of our task. Keep in mind, Jock. The sooner we solve this, the sooner I head back to Night Falls. Well, I'm looking forward to that. What did you have in mind? What was it one of our old presidents used to say? Trust but verify? I trust Alora is doing the right thing, but I'd like to be able to verify it as well. Oh, I'll be happy to hunt her now. Let's find her first. Then we can decide if it's a hunt. Why Atlanta, Harry? Wouldn't our climate be a bit warm for them? They don't like the cold, do they? Despite what every Rankin and Bass Christmas special would have you believe, elves hate the cold. The Order of the Dagger and the Cross chose to sentence them to the North Pole because it was as far away from humans as possible. The Order didn't give much thought to their climate preferences. So where should we start? Cat, did they tell you where they found Zoe? No, they said she showed up outside the ER sometime last night. Okay. Well, we can assume she was somewhere near the city, but isolated. Not the kind of place a lot of folks would go to. I don't think you'll find it on MapQuest. <laughs> MapQuest, please. This is 2005. Ever heard of a little thing called Google Maps? I'm not really up on my mapping technology. What are you up on? Oh, darling, you shouldn't set me up like that. I'll do more than set you up. Can we just move this along? Ease up, tough guy. No, Deacon is right. We need to stay on task. But when this is over... It's a date. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. Deacon, man. You're going to work yourself into an apoplexy if you don't take some time to find some joy in the day. Uh, joy in the day... You really are a clown in a raincoat. Here they go again. I hunt monsters. Abominations that should never have existed in the first place. You're preaching to the choir, brother. No. You're not in the same church, never mind the same choir. Do you have any idea what those monsters did to my family? Let me tell you, you should never, ever have to pick up the guts of your children off the floor of your house. That's tragic. I held my brother's intestines in my hands after a vampire gutted him. I had to cut off my wife's head and stuff her neck full of garlic to keep her from becoming a killer. So yeah, we've all had tragedy. The trick, my friend, is not to become the monsters you hunt. Don't you dare preach to me about tragedy. Oh. My. God. Why don't you just whip them out and slap them on the table? You are both the same person. Am I the only one who sees that? Father? Anyone? My niece is lying in a hospital bed with some horrific disease that our doctors don't have a name for. And you two want to argue over who had a tougher life? Seriously? You are both still alive, and you're the only hope my niece has. So, until we find this Adar monster and make him fix Zoe and return Noah, you're going to work together. After that, drop your pants on Peachtree Road and let the mayor measure your dicks for all I care. Now where would this elven monster be? No one spoke for a minute after Kat's tirade. Father Mulakai excused himself from the room, and Deacon and I avoided eye contact. While I was giving Kat the criteria I thought would be best suited to an elf trying to avoid detection, the good padre returned with a bottle of whiskey. The faint sound of a Christmas song and Kat's fingers on the keyboard were the only sounds. Okay, this is a map of Atlanta. The red circles are the places that match the details you provided. We are the green dot in the center. Uh, a couple of those are near. Like this one here is the old Ford warehouse. This is a construction site near downtown. This one is probably St. John's. It hasn't been used in years. A desolate church? The archdiocese decommissioned St. John's decades ago. There was a lot of darkness around it. Huh. 
a decommissioned church with a dark history. Around Christmas time, they may as well have hung a sign that says Evil Elf Headquarters. Yeah, good. Father Dominic and I will take the warehouse. I'll take Harry to the church. Elves are badass with three Bs. They are not to be... Yeah, 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 we know. This isn't our first elf fight. Great. Then you won't mind a refresher. The only way to kill one is to cut off his head. You can wound them, but that only pisses them off. Yeah, and fire destroys everything. Mostly. Listen to this. Do not take any action against Alora. As far as I'm concerned, she was trying to protect her brother. If you see her, call me. Agreed? And we bring her back here to talk. As long as I'm the one talking to her, I've seen how you interview subjects. I can live with that. For now. All right then, troops. Let's mount up. We had just stepped into the hallway when a stripper, a, a dancer, named Safira ran towards us. Her Christmas tassels tasseling wildly with each step. You guys, come quickly. She just walked in and collapsed. Alora lay on the floor, her face bloodied and beaten. Her backpack was next to her and it looked weighted and wet, as if she'd dragged it back here through the snow. Next to her was the body of a boy about as tall as she. Noah! Oh my god, that's my nephew! Help me! Deacon lifted the boy as if he were no more substantial than a snowball and lay him on the stage. A few of the customers who were sitting at the stage moved to the bar. Bar's closed. Everyone out. What? You got something you want to say to me? He has a pulse cat, but it's weak. His lips look like stone. Get him something to drink. While Deacon and Cat tended to Noah, I cradled Alora's head. Deep cuts slashed her face, and one eye was swollen and purple. She looked like a boxer who had been outclassed by her opponent. Her breathing was shallow but consistent. Like I said, elves were hardy and almost impossible to kill. The boy. We have the boy. He's okay. Talk to me. Tell me what happened. Give her this. It always helps me. Safira, a redhead who was everything you'd imagine a dancer in a bikini bar to be, handed me a shot glass of something sweet-smelling. I held it up to Alora's lips, and she drank a sip. Then two. Then, to my surprise, shot the rest down her throat. What was that? Irish whiskey. Alora's good eye opened wide, and her hand went to the dagger on her hip. Easy, darling. You're with friends. Am I? Of course you are. It's me, Harry. Tell me what happened. Is Zoe better? Ask her if Zoe's better. Alora closed her eyes again. Why don't you go over to Grady and check on Zoe? I'll stay here with your nephew and Alora. I'll drive you, Cat. You guys better take care of him. Oh, we will, Cat. The only sound in the room was Noah's breathing. Safira bent over him, facing away from me. The tips of her curly red hair tickled his face while she felt around his throat for a pulse. You're such a perv. Stop staring at the pretty girl. I'm glad to hear your voice. What happened? Yeah. We all need to know what's going on. Let me get to a chair. Whoa. Man, that bastard really rung my bell. Who did? Adar? How's the boy? His pulse is steady and strong. I guess we just wait for him to wake up now. Shouldn't someone call for an ambulance? No. Doctors will ask too many questions. We need to know what happened, Elf. It was Adar. He was using ancient and forbidden magics to create reanimates. He is using the children as pawns. Harry, there are more elves with him. I'm, I'm sorry. It wasn't your fault. So you say. 
What is his end game? I'm not sure. She's not helping, Strange. Remember, trust but verify. What is going to happen? Or should I call Rupert? No, wait. The children. Their deaths are going to be his sacrifice. He is raising an army, pulling thoughts from children's minds and making them corporeal. Wait, a sacrifice? To whom? Where is he now? Fellas, do you smell that? Don't try my patience, Elf. Strange may have sympathy for you, but I don't. Where's your brother? Oh, no, no, no! Sephira unzipped the top of the backpack and looked inside. Now she was stepping away. No, no, no! Let me see that. Oh, Christ. Deacon reached into the bag and pulled out a head. From the ears and eyes, I was certain we were looking at what was left of Adar. Did you do this? It was the only way to stop him. He would have ruined everything. I'm guessing those burn marks at the bottom of his throat came from your dagger. I tried to reason with him. I barely got out of there with my life. He has an army of reanimates. Define the word army. I I need to get back there. I don't think so. You're not going anywhere. I'm fine. There is an army of elves who are waiting for Adar to return. I can go back and talk to them. Convince them to lay down their arms. But I cannot go back with the champion and the occult bounty hunter. Alora stood. If she were weak or wounded, I couldn't tell. I don't see how that narrative works out. What happens when they discover you killed their leader? I am the only person... Elf. Ugh, they'll listen to. As Adar's sister, I have some standing with the rebels. You don't understand what's coming. Enlighten us, then. Harry, what are you doing? What I should have done from the start, calling Rupert. I can't let you do that, Harry. To kill another elf is death, regardless of the reason. No, this is out of control. Rupert will clean up Adar's atrocities and I'll make the case for you. He owes me one. Hello? Put the phone down, Harry. Help me. Sephira was holding a gun to Noah's head and it just chambered around. How is she? We got here as soon as we could. What are you talking about? We thought she was healing. Who told you that? I just changed her heating blanket. Why aren't you wearing your mask? We're sorry. We just thought that. Zoe keeps sweating through these blankets. There are puddles under her bed. Yet her temperature remains critically low. Her forehead feels like ice. That is symptomatic of her low body core. No, I mean literally. It's cold and slick. Her arm is stiff. What is happening to her, nurse? I wish I could tell you more. We've flown in rare disease experts as well as some of the most celebrated pediatricians. We just don't know. We appreciate that effort for one child. There are 20 cases here at Grady alone. There are more throughout the Atlanta area. My word. How many are there total? Including our 20? 153. Wow. When did the first child arrive? Here? Thirteen days ago. But other hospitals had them sooner, and a few later. Why are you so curious? Just trying to gauge treatment. Are they all progressing at the same rate? I'll get the doctor. I cannot speak of the details. We appreciate that. What was that interrogation about? Just trying to get the specifics. Hmm. You know something you aren't telling me. What's going on with you, Dom? I heard Harry and Alora talking.
Think about what you're doing, Alora. Hang up the phone, Harry. I cannot. I will not allow you to stop me. This ends today. Safira held the gun steady at Noah's head, but her bottom lip was quivering and tears formed at the corners of her eyes. Alora's magic was keeping the dancer in place. Deacon drew his gun and was aiming at Alora's head. I held my cell phone to my ear. Let her go, Elf. Let me tell you what will happen if you shoot Deacon. Before the hammer hits the bullet, I will have Safira pull the trigger and blow little Noah's brains out all over your stage. Then, before your bullet leaves your gun, I'll be out the door. This isn't you, Alora. Let me help you. The elves with Adar hate you. You represent the worst of humanity, the tool of their oppressors. How can you help? I'm a pretty good dancer. Are you kidding me? If you leave, I cannot guarantee anything with us or Rupert. Ha! Rupert, that fat bastard. He sees you when you're sleeping. What an obsessive jerk! If I were the suspicious type, I'd say you weren't planning to disband Adar's army. Oh, you think? How typical. I guess cutting my brother's head off isn't proof enough. Let Safira go, and you walk out of here. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. I could walk out of here now. Nothing you could do would stop me. I could splatter Noah's brains, and for all the posturing you and Moose do, all you could do is watch. I don't doubt that, Alora. But as nothing more than a show of good faith, let her go. What about the big guy? He looks like he wants to tear off my head and mount it on the wall. There are a few open spots up there. Think about it, Alora. You're holding a gun to the head of his friend's nephew. Imagine if I were doing that to someone you cared about. Oh, thank you. Safira's arm dropped and she collapsed. Deacon caught her before she hit the ground. Don't follow me, Harry. There are a hundred little Noahs out here just waiting to have their sisters or mothers put a gun to their head. Three hours, Alora. Then I assume you've gone dark side, and I'll hunt you down. You're threatening me? You're amazing. You're gonna let her go? She had the drop on us, Deacon. She was going one way or another. All right. Do you have a plan? Yeah. First, we burn Adar's head. Why is that first on your list? His eyes opened. She's watching us through them. Huh? So they are. Deacon pulled a hunting knife from a sheath on his leg and jammed it into one eye, then the other. Pity she couldn't feel that. Okay, what's the next step? You're gonna love this part. Do you have a flamethrower? For the first time since I met Deacon Chalk, he smiled. It was terrifying. My God, it's all true. Look at her. Her skin looks bleached. And it flakes like snow. My poor little Zoe.、Uh, I have. What, darling? Am Am I going to be okay? Of course you are, sweetness. I'm so cold, my heart is shivering.、Uh, has my mom been by to visit me? I haven't been here the entire time, so I don't know. But I promise I won't leave your side this time. Stay with Zoe. I'm going to see what's going on. Be careful, Dom. The nurse and the crash cart just went down the hall. I'll stay behind them the whole time. Can you hold me, Aunt Cat? Of course. His body temperature is sixty-eight point five. Son of a bitch. 
All right, get another blanket. I'm not losing another one today. There are no more blankets. Oh, dear Lord. How old is he? He's 12. But you couldn't tell. No, the poor child hasn't any hair. And his skin is as white as a blizzard. What's happening to his eyes? <sighs> this is where it begins. His eyes fill up with some type of black gelatinous humor and the veins around the orbital socket expand. I hate to say it, but that makes his eyes look like... Two pieces of coal. Yes, we know. Next, his lips pull together and curve upward. His stomach bloated and tore through his gown. It's turning white. You should step back, Father. It, it won't be long now. No. He needs last rites. The boy was shaking as if he were being electrocuted. I wasn't sure if he were shivering or if this was just part of his transition. Probably both. I opened my tiny bottle of holy oil and put some on the tip of my thumb. Look at his leg. They're melting together. It's forming a... a... The word the doctor was searching for was base. The mass that was the boy's legs billowed out like glass forming a bubble. They turned white and flaky. Good Lord, the child was turning into an organic snowman. The orderlies are here, Doctor. Whatever you're going to do, Father, you should do it quickly. Two orderlies stood behind the nurse, one holding a body bag, the other a bucket and mop. The boy's eyes, those black smoldering pieces of coal, turned toward me, their corners pulling down toward his mouth. I dabbed the oil on his forehead. O oh Lord Jesus Christ, most merciful Lord of earth, we ask that you receive this child into your arms. Oh my. What the hell is that? The child's eyes rolled backward, and one of his stick-like arms clawed at me. His head became a snowy skull with jagged teeth. This child is mine. Get your own. He exploded covering us in a mist of ice-cold water and partially frozen viscera. The ferocity of the blast knocked all of us to the floor. Does that happen every time? Never with the skull and the scary voice. Excuse me. I've got to get back. Cat! Good Lord, you're not going to believe what just happened. We need to call... Cat, child, what's wrong? Why are you crying? Oh, Dom, look. Her hair. It just came off in my hand. Then the two elves argued. He, he said they were moving too quickly, and she said they weren't moving fast enough. She said the two idiots were close to figuring out what was happening, and it was time to go. Do you need to hear more, Strange? Noah opened his eyes a few minutes after we took Adar's head outside to the back of Polecats and set it on fire. Turns out, Deacon did have a flamethrower. Two of them. When we came back in, Safira was holding a water bottle to Noah's lips. Being a healthy teenaged boy, he was trying, and losing, to keep his eyes on her eyes and off points south. Deacon and I peppered the boy with a hundred questions until Safira put her fingers to her lips and silenced us both. The boy can only answer one question at a time. They kept us at St. John's. There were about 20 other kids from all over the country. They'd stay a few days, then they'd disappear. 
I never saw them again. The guards came for me one day, but Adar said he'd given me his word so I wasn't to be hurt. But then the other one, the, the girl, showed up. She got a name, kid? I don't remember. Which one gave you that shiner? I have a black eye? Cool. Uh, must have been from when she hit me. The girl elf hit you? Yeah, she said she was going to save me from Adar, but that was weird because Adar never hurt me. That was for my benefit. She wanted me to... us... To think you were being abused. Why? Because Harry's little elf friend went dark side on us. She didn't go dark side. Jesus, man, what is what is it going to take? Like, seriously, what is it going to take? She was always dark side. Her plan was to get me down here. Of course. How stupid could I be? Well, I don't have the whole list yet. Remember when we first met? Yeah, I shot you. That was good times, man. She was hoping you'd do me in. Or better yet, we do each other in. What are you talking about? How did you know to go to that warehouse at that moment? Father Dominic and I had been tracking that necromancer for weeks. I let my network know to call me if they saw him, and one of them... Ah, oh, damn it. She's been playing the long game. So she played you? It appears so. Bravo, gentlemen. You figured it out. Safira, what are you doing? Looks like you got played as well, buddy. Of course! Do you think Zoe getting sick was a coincidence? She's the niece of your tech babe. How long has this been in the works? <laughs> Do you remember when we met, Deacon? Yeah, I freed you from Dao and Chi. No, lad, you freed the others. I was supposed to come with... Oh, Deacon, you big, strong man. You freed me from those beasts. I would love to dance for you in your club. Do men even think about the things women say to them? You make it so easy. That was years ago. Alora's been planning this forever. Damn it. Adar probably didn't know what his sister really had in mind. You think? I don't think he'd willingly sacrifice his head for any cause. And you, strange, are a slave to your personality. Alora knew you couldn't resist a sad girl pleading for your help. In the Queen's name, you are so predictable. She knew once she got you down to Atlanta, it would only be a matter of time before you caught Deacon's attention. Seriously, I could set a watch by the two of you. Set a watch to this. <laughs> I rest my case. I don't understand what's happening. Safira, I thought you were my friend. Sleep, we won. I'm not sleep... Pull the trigger if you must. Be sure to look out the window right after, though. What the hell? Answer that, Deacon. It's probably your precious little cat and alcoholic priest friend. Give your gun to Harry to cover me. It's cat. Take it. I don't think Safira's going anywhere. That's right, handsome. I'm here until the end. Sooner than you think. For you and Chalk. Hello? What? Whoa, slow down. I can't understand you. How's Zoe? What? Put the pot... What's in it for you, Safira? You're not an elf, and other than your choice of friends, there's nothing unnatural about you. So why help Alora? There are so many things at play here. Nothing you or Deacon could possibly understand. Alora isn't working alone, is she? And I don't just mean the other elves. Now that would be telling. But what's in it for you? Maybe if you ask nicely. We have huge problems, Strange. Yeah, that's what I think, too. We'll probably need more than flamethrowers. The Padre believes there's a powerful demon influence behind this. You lads should really look in the parking lot. It's getting busy out there. Damn it. Look out there, Deacon. Son of a bitch. Grab the kid. Follow me. You do know you'll have to go through me first. Do you think I won't shoot you? You haven't yet. One more step and I'll snap the boys. Ah! 
Nice shot, Chalk. She just wouldn't shut up. I think you showed great restraint waiting as long as you did. Yeah, thanks. Deacon's large caliber revolver turned the left side of Sophia's head into a crater. Back door, now. Zombies, wow! Damn it. It's not having any effect. Back inside. Take the kid, I've got to go. I need to reinforce this door. That's three inches of bullet-resistant steel. What could you do to reinforce that? Got any salt? I finished lining the door and windows in the back room with salt. It was margarita salt, but I was mostly sure it would work. I walked by Deacon's office, large poinsettias hanging from his door. I stepped inside and looked around. More Christmas decorations, a few small-caliber weapons, and a shotgun. Back in the main room, Deacon was loading some freakishly large-caliber hand cannons. Noah was sitting at the bar, drinking a bottle of water and stealing glances at Sephira's body. Now this shit ends tonight. There are full loads that can take a horse's head off at 50 yards. Catch. He tossed me a gun as long and as thick as my forearm. It's going to have a little kick. There are six of those dead things out there and your little friend. Seriously? More zombies? Can I look? No, kid. I can't walk out of here with this. If I try to use it, she'll just make the bullets freeze in the air or bounce back at me. Yeah, so you're almost invincible. Still hurts. And while you and I are recovering, how much havoc is Alora and her zombie army going to cause? All right, so what's your plan? First, take this arm cannon back. My plan involves fire and explosives. You in? I'm starting to like the way you think. Is that bro love I smell? No, that's not possible. Deacon, uh, do something. Sephira, she's standing up. The crater on the side of her head gave us a cutaway view into the workings of her skull. The portion of her brain that was still attached pulsated. Come out, Harry. We need to talk. Is that her brain dripping down her face? Shut up, kid. Suggestions, Harry? Don't let Sephira touch you. Alora's spell is only effective when they're dead. Such a clever little dick, aren't you, Harry? Look outside. I'll never be bad or, or steal stuff or lie or ditch school or be mean to Zoe or anything like that ever again. What do you think? About seven years of therapy for Noah, probably. I meant about Alora. I know what you meant. Keep me covered. I got your back, bro. I know you do. Oh, my goddess. Just kiss him and get out here already. The wind in the parking lot blew my raincoat back and the cold ripped into my flesh like a chainsaw. I leaned into the wind and walked toward Alora. Six zombies stood between Alora and me, kneeling in front of her, held down by one of the dead. It was a girl about 16. Figure it out yet, strange? The Elven Revolution? Doesn't matter. This sketchy-ass parking lot is where it ends. Oh, Harry, that's your problem. Limited thinking. You don't see the big picture. Let the girl go, Alora. Then we can talk. My goodness, you are so predictable. This girl is my example to you of the fate of humankind. Please help me. Don't beg. Have some honor. You can walk away from this. Undo the sickness. I'll make an appeal to Rupert for you. Reverse it? <laughs> Darling... This is just the opening act. You can come back from this. Wrong again, Sam Spade. Three have died, and Deacon's friend is next. There is no coming back. But I'll tell you this. Zoe and the others just got a small dose. Watch what a full dose will do. Strange! Duck! Each 
shot, Deacon fired, found the head of one of the zombies, and six zombies went down in a black and gray mist. He aimed the gun at Alora. Nice shooting, Atlanta. I'm giving you to three to give up the girl, Alora. Two. She pissed me off. Two it is. <laughs> How cute. One. We looked around. One of the zombies that Deacon shot twitched. First his fingers, then his hands. He stood and advanced toward us. Damn it. Headshots are supposed to work every time. Maybe, if zombies were real. Shit. I left Noah in there with Safira. Is it starting to make sense yet? Yeah, you're making the children's memories organic. But how? Elves don't have that kind of power. Don't I? Let me show you the kind of power I have. One of the zombies with a hole dead center between his eyes turned and shambled away from me. The back of his head was gone, and I could see through his eye sockets. Tell me your name, girl. Wh- what? Your name. It will be the last time you ever say it. Now tell me! Hope. Hope. Ha! <laughs> Irony abounds. <laughs> the zombie approached Hope. Oh God, please, get away from me. And grabbed her. Hope shook and shivered. Her legs collapsed under her as she squatted into a cross-legged fall. Simultaneously, her legs melted together and her torso swelled outward. Unable to hold her new girth, her jacket split at the seams. Her sweater followed, tearing its stress points as her torso became spherical. What's happening to me? Alora, stop! I can't feel anything below my neck! I look like... A snow girl? <laughs> Once it starts, it can't be stopped! No! Oh, my throat is freezing! It's filling oh, with ice. Hope completed her transformation into a snowman. All my reanimates have the touch. Just a brush from them and humans are infected. Two minutes later, well, showing is better than telling. Alora took off her glove, smiled, and tapped the snow girl's head. Hope exploded. Any touch and splat! No more human. <laughs> Did I mention they are still sentient inside their snow prison? <laughs> I wonder what it feels like when they burst. Hmm. You're a monster. What do you think you are? Monsters fight monsters. The Order thought they were so clever putting us at the end of the world and subjecting us to the rule of a man who thought toy making was a good use of our skills. Now it's time for us to stand up, to become the stewards of the world. With what? The six of them and some hokey demon spells. Tell you what, Alora, these six aren't getting out of this parking lot. Those six? <laughs> Maybe not. But what about these? A mob of reanimates poured into the lot. They were hiding just out of sight by the other buildings. There were at least 30 of them, all in different stages of decomposition. I took a few steps back. <laughs> Where are you gonna run, Harry? Salt doesn't work against them. <laughs> there isn't anywhere you or the rest of the human race can hide. They continued to step into the lot, forming a barrier between me and Alora. You can't win. Rupert isn't going to... Rupert. By the time that fat ass gets wind of this, we will have taken the pole and roasted him on an open fire. <laughs> You've lost, Harry. You and Deacon will be forced to watch the elves dominate the world. I will lock you up at the North Pole, but I'll make sure you get to watch everything. Your precious Night Falls is next. 
I hoped that Deacon had neutralized Safira before she touched Noah. Alora was key. I would have to stop her before we could reverse any of her spells. And even then, it'd be too late for those who already died. You do know who I am, right? You know who Deacon is. Why would you choose to fight the two of us together? Do you think I would reveal my plan to you? There's such greatness coming that your mind cannot grasp it. I am a herald to that which will follow. I knew you couldn't do this on your own. Oh my. Harry thinks he's getting close. Whatever shall I do? I drew my gun and fired. These were special loads. Silver loads with wooden cores and sealed with holy oil. Alora waved her hand and the bullet exploded in the air. Sorry, Harry. Bullets don't work out here. Saphir's torso flew over my head and into the crowd. Deacon threw it to the left of Alora, and all the reanimates stepped in that direction, leaving Alora unprotected. Strange! Duck! An axe the size a Norse god would wield spun end over end past my head. A few reanimates who tried to grab at it lost their fingers or hands in a bloody juggle. The axe continued toward its target. The axe continued slicing through the air, splitting the head of one of the reanimates down the center. It was within an arm's length of Alora when she caught it and threw it back. It stuck into the wall very near Deacon's head. Sorry, boys. Anything else you want to try? I looked at Deacon, who shrugged. I winked. Without a word, I stepped into the first reanimate, one of the original six. It touched me, and I felt the joints in my legs freeze. I went down to one knee. What are you doing? You can't possibly hope to get through them all! I used my dagger to slash through the hands of the two reanimates holding me. They fell backward, but their hands held fast. For a moment. My legs healed and I continued forward, slashing at the hands and arms that reached out. Deacon lit up the reanimates behind me. Elves are powerful, but they can't control the elements. And it didn't matter if those elements occurred naturally or were blowing out of the front of Deacon's big, illegal flamethrower. Are you okay in there? Yeah. She can't focus on everything at once. You will each die a cold and lonely death. Careful you don't get singed, sweetie. Some of the mob had broken off to go after Deacon, and he lit them up. I'm pretty sure he was laughing while he did it. I pressed forward, but couldn't avoid all the hands. And each time one of them touched me, I felt another part of my body freeze. My legs stopped in my arm. I healed, but each time took longer. The back of my jacket felt as if it were near the sun, and the front of me felt as if it were in the North Pole. Still, I fought forward, moving closer to Alora with each step. Things are in motion. You can't stop me! And why wait around? <laughs> to watch you die! If I had a nickel... The spot where the reanimates touched me stung like a rusted injection and pulsated through my nerves with a freezing electrical charge. A second later, I lost control of where they touched me. Then my legs would stiffen. It took all of my will and grace to keep from going down, and even that wasn't enough. I fell to one knee as if I were going to propose to lifeless meat puppets around me. The wall of fire moved toward me. Deacon was on the prowl. Charred reanimates, some burning down to their bones, lay on the ground. I guess since they were no longer useful to Alora, she abandoned them like misfit toys. Get your ass up, Harry. I tried, but I had misjudged Alora's powers. I felt a bone snap in my leg. Damn it, Strange. Cat and Zoe need you. I pushed myself up, my bones cracking like celery. The smell of long pork and 
burning hair filled the air like a demonic barbecue. I felt my bile begin to rise. I took a few more steps. It was useless. There were still too many reanimates around me. The cold flowed through me like a wave, and I never realized how comfortable the ground felt. Answering. Here, take this. Careful, though. It will cut steel. Got it. How many of them are out there now? Uh, it's hard to tell. Four or five? It's our nurse. Let her in. The doctor! They... They turned the doctor! Look out! Behind you! Oh my god! No! No! What's happening? What?! Oh, no. I think as long as no one touches her, she'll be okay. Okay? She's a snowman. Right, but she is still... solid. I still believe if Deacon and Harry can get Allura to reverse the spell or somehow cut off her magic, we can make things right. I pray you're right, Dominic. Me too, love. They just spotted us and are coming this way. Aunt Cat, what's happening? Zoe, shh. You need to rest. I, I can't. Who's knocking? Bad people, darling. But you're safe in here. Father Dominic and I are going to protect you. I love you, Aunt Cat. We are going to get out of this. I promise. Oh. Father, look. The rest of Zoe's hair. Oh, that's the first sign. I hope Deacon and Harry are making progress. I woke up wrapped in bed sheets. I wasn't dead. I was home in my bed. Damn, that was a crazy-ass dream. The fireplace in my room was roaring the orange and reds of a fire that would keep a room warm all day. It was odd that I would have lit a fire and fell asleep. I went to the window and pulled the curtain back. Then I threw the shutters open and leaned out, my arms supporting my body on the snow-covered windsill. Vrr, it was colder than I could recall. A boy who looked vaguely familiar ran through the street below. You there, boy. What day is it? The boy stopped and looked at me. His blonde hair poked out from a stocking cap. Large, round eyeglasses framed a moon-shaped face. He was holding a BB gun in one hand. The boy said something, but the trumpets drowned out his words. I turned to see the source of the sound. It was coming from the room just off my bedroom. A room I didn't know I had until just now. I looked back to the street, but the boy was gone. As I approached the other room, the fire grew larger, threatening to expand beyond the confines of the hearth. I looked around for a gas controller, but... Harry Strange, come here and know me better, man. An orange and red light escaped from the sides of the door. A cold breeze cut through my nightshirt like razors through butter. Are you coming, or do I have to come in there and get you? With each word, the light around the doors grew larger, and the fire from the fireplace grew hotter. I just want to sleep, I said. Fine. We'll do it the hard way, then. 
Fire burned just over my head and bodies of reanimates tumbled like bowling pins. Come on, Strange. I can't do this alone. Deacon lifted me off the ground with one hand and lay down a containment fire with the other. Alora was backing away while her reanimates burned like tissue paper. You remember the plan? I looked at Deacon, but his words didn't make sense. Hey, do you remember the plan, Cat? Zoe? Regroup my animates! Attack them while they're together! Now what? Santa. Who? Kinched Rupert. Santa Claus. I called him. No! I will not be denied! Not when I'm so close! Take that, you fat bastard! Let's do this. You sure? Your eyes aren't focused. I do my best work when I'm not focused. All right, brother. Here we go. Deacon fired a blast of flame at Alora. It was close enough that she took a few steps back and distracted her from Rupert. I took a breath and stepped into the fire, the flames licking at my hair and burning off my clothing. No! I command you all to get back! Rupert's sleigh buzzed Alora's head and she ducked just as I stepped out of the fire. My dagger of Yago glowed orange and red from the flame. No! You don't have the power to hurt me! You're nothing! I will use your bones as a prison for the humans! You can't hurt me! No, but I can do this! What? Crushed poinsettia leaves. A mild poison to elves. No! Remember your reaction in Deacon's office? It wasn't the gun oil. It was the poinsettia plants. Undo your spells, Alora, and Rupert will take that into consideration when he sentences you. A bolt from her hand sent Rupert's sleigh out of its approach pattern and into the buildings. Alora kept her focus, between sneezes, on him, and I dove on her. No! You can't beat me, Strange! I'm stronger than you! She wasn't lying. She hit me four times in the mouth and I could taste blood. Her eyes were bloodshot and snot ran out of her nose. I blew the rest of the poinsettia plant into her face. She swallowed some and gagged. Eight reindeer pulled a sleigh down the center of the street. A highly polished black boot with red pants bloused into it stepped out of the sleigh. The other followed. With military steps, Rupert walked towards us. Deacon stood next to Alora, the flamethrower pointed at her head. Rupert snapped a pair of fur-lined handcuffs on her, then put one of his fingers beside his nose. Alora, this is your last chance. Please. be back. No prison can hold me. The only prison you're going to is in your mind. What are you talking about? Oblitus identitatum. Rupert rubbed the side of his nose. No, not that. Please. Alora collapsed forward into me. I gently set her on the ground. I started to say something to Rupert, but he was already walking back to his sleigh. He stepped into the carriage and, before he took off, waved one finger in a circle in the air. Yellow particles of light danced behind the finger, and after a moment, they turned into a small tornado. They shot off into the air and into the reanimates around us, who vanished in a glowing blink. When we were able to see again, it was just Deacon, Alora, and I standing in the parking lot. You want to explain what happened, Strange? Oblitus Identitatum is an identity wipe. Alora has no idea who she is and no recollection of any of this. What about the reanimates? Where did they go? I imagine back to wherever they were. Rupert's magic can undo... Was that the actual Santa Claus? Kid, I thought I told you to stay your oh ass in the car. Oh my god, club. I can't believe it. I saw Santa Claus. I, he's, he's real. I, I, 
can't, I, How will you explain all the dead bodies? Someone is going to have to answer for this. Not really. Part of Rupert's magic is that you don't remember seeing him. In a little while, Noah won't remember any of this. No one will. You and I will remember seeing him, but like the way you remember a dream. It'll sort of be there, but only fragments. Oh, my head. What happened? Where am I? Don't worry about her. I have some friends at the Order of the Dagger and the Cross who will take good care of her. I wish I knew who was helping her, though. Why are you so sure that someone was helping her? Elves don't have that kind of magic. Let's go check on your sister, Noah. Yeah, you may want to put some clothes on first. You may be impervious to fire, but your clothes, not so much. I think you'll be out of here in the next day or so. A new doctor is taking over your case. But everything looks wonderful. That's great. I'm sure her mom will be happy to hear that. I just want to go home. I had the strangest dream that I met Nana. You look like hell, Deacon. What happened? I'll fill you in later. As I understand things, you and Strange worked quite well together. Yeah, we did. It reminds me. Did you find out what I asked about? I found out the method, but not the tool itself. You still don't trust him? No one man should have that kind of unchecked power. Do you have any leads on it? I'm searching, but angel's swords are not easy to come by. Well, do what you can. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas, Harry. Zoe will be going home in the next day or so. I was thinking we could get a drink. That's a great idea, Cat. Unfortunately, I have to be on a flight to Rome in the morning. Taking a friend to make her vows to the convent of the Order. Oh. Wait! Come with me. Have you ever been to Vatican City? I would love to, but I have to keep an eye on my niece and nephew until their mom... Understood. Next time, then. Next time. Harry, can we talk in the hallway for a minute? Of course, my large friend. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas, Harry. Merry Christmas, beautiful. Do you remember any of it? Most. You? Uh, It's fading. I've been at this longer than you. It's to be expected. I suppose. What about Alora? Safe. She's in the cafeteria. I wasn't sure how much folks up here remembered, so I didn't want to risk it. Wise move. Wise is my middle name. Yeah, of course it is. Merry Christmas, Harry. Merry Christmas to you as well, Deacon. Now get out of my town. What? Atlanta's my town. You're reckless, your friends are dangerous, and I've got enough problems with the local monsters. I don't need you mucking it up. So have a nice flight to Rome and then stay out of my town. I'll do my best, brother. But I'm not making any promises. Yeah, I suppose that'll have to do. She has failed, my domina. (sighs) I can't say that I'm surprised. Who defeated her? It was Chalk, Strange, and Rupert, Lilith. Rupert? He's a lost cause. Shall I dispatch Lace and Leather? <clears throat> Darling Lash, let's let Mr. Chalk enjoy this victory. And Mr. Strange? I haven't decided. Oh, there is another thing, my domina. Do tell. The Stones of Solomon have gone missing. I think we both know who took them. I'll send Lace and Leather. <clears throat> oh, wait... I think I'm going to hire an outside source this time. Perhaps it's time I introduced myself to Mr. Strange. We've seen what he can do for others. Let's see if he'll give the devil her due. Christmas in the Strangeverse, an Atlanta Christmas featuring Deacon Chalk, a cult bounty hunter, 
was written by Tony Sarekia and James R. Tuck Jr. Deacon Chalk, Father Dominic Mulcahy, and Cat are copyright by James R. Tuck Jr. and used with his permission. All other characters are copyright by Tony Sarekia and used with his permission. Recording, engineering, editing, mixing, and mastering by David Benedict. Featured in tonight's cast in order of appearance were Kellen Stennett, Atkins Edmondson, James R. Tuck Jr., Evan Brando Nicio, Tori Winkler, Brian Troxell, Emily Jane, Leanna Adams, David Benedict, Melissa Olton Howes, Cindy Sherwood, Markel W. Williams, Emma Green, Helen Flights, Diana Lancaster, and Trisha Groves. To keep up with the news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, follow Tony on Twitter at TonyTheScribe. Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyrighted by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. This episode was recorded at the Artsy Studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Sound effects provided by the Atlanta Radio Theater Company. For a complete list of credits, including incidental music, please visit our show notes. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I'm Tony Serechia. Good night. <laughs>